Please open your Bibles with me this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. A passage that I did spend a little time in last Lord's Day when many of you were here. But I want to remind us of the privilege that we have in this assembly of having things revealed to us from God's Word by His Spirit that are called the deep things of God and that no one would ever know or understand unless God revealed it to them by His Spirit and His Word. The Apostle, in the first five verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, is describing the nature of his ministry, that when he preached, he didn't do it with excellency of speech or of wisdom, verse 1. He didn't preach topics that would excite them, verse 2. He preached Jesus Christ and Him crucified. In presence, he was not charismatic or powerful. He was weak, fearful, and trembling. His choice of terminology and words and elocution of speech was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, verse 4, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. The reason for it being that he wanted their faith not to stand in the wisdom of men or man's ability to persuade others, but in the power of God. Amen. Now I read to you verses 6 and a few following. Though he had just told them that he didn't come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, he meant human wisdom, human excellency of speech. He did come with wisdom. Verse 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. I could keep reading through the end of the chapter but I won't at this time, I want you to look at verse 7. We are in this place, as I wrote you yesterday, as a secret society of the children of God. There are only two kinds of people on this earth, the children of the devil and the children of God. And we have come together as a secret society. We're secret in the sense that the world does not know us, nor our God, nor our Savior, nor the doctrine of adoption, nor anything of value. It's a society because God has ordained 
that his children should worship together in bodies and congregations called churches. And that's a society. That's a, that's a group of people that have come together for a common goal or purpose. And that's what a church is. What we have revealed to us when we come together as a secret society is a written revelation from heaven itself that we are the sons of God. What God has done to adopt us, what our future is, and what we can do to please our Heavenly Father by adoption. It's here called wisdom of God in a mystery. It's not a mystery to us. It is a mystery to everyone else. It's a mystery to the world. The idiots of this world, as they publish their newspapers, magazines, websites, and textbooks, have no clue about anything of value. This whole world is going to burn up and disappear, and everything that they have written about, everything they have thought about, hallucinated about, will disappear in fervent heat that will melt it all. Everything that is unseen, which they can't deal with, because unless you can put it under one of their telescopes and microscopes in order to hallucinate as to how it became the way it appears to be, since they can't do that, they know nothing of the things of reality of the universe. Because the things of reality cannot be seen. They're beyond this temporal veil of tears and place of eyesight. So it's called a mystery. And the apostle goes on to explain that word mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. It's hidden wisdom. It's not hidden from us. It's hidden from the world. They do not understand why we assemble. They do not understand why we preach the way we do. They do not understand why we appreciate the Bible as we do and the sections of the Bible that we appreciate because it's hidden wisdom. I wish I could convey to you the value and importance of being a child of God in an assembly of God where the Word of God is opened and we together celebrate and rejoice in the wonderful things God has done, is doing, and will do for us as His adopted children. It's a secret from the world. It's hidden from them. But God has revealed it to you. God has opened your heart. He's opened your eyes. He's opened your ears. He's opened your imagination so that today, as was just prayed by those words... A few moments ago, we will reach out and seek to grasp and grab and take personal hold for ourselves the adoption of sons by Almighty Jehovah through Jesus Christ our Lord to give us an eternal inheritance with Him. Unbelievable message. No wonder it's called the gospel or goad spell, good news, glad tidings in our English language. It's the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. And Paul did not have to preach it with the wisdom of man or with eloquence. All he had to do was lay out the truth because God had already prepared hearers that with the plain presentation of truth, without eloquence, even though done in fear and trembling, and even though a topic most men revolt at, they would rejoice and stand in it, and believe it, and change their lives, and burn their idols, and leave their families to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it was the work of the Spirit of God, that their faith would stand in the power of God, not in eloquence. Well, we don't have to worry about eloquence here. 
I'm just going to convey to you the truth that the Bible gives us about adoption. And the Lord has revealed more about adoption to us than most. And the Lord's given us a heart to love adoption more than most. And I'm referring to Christians. None of the princes of this world knew about the wisdom of God, that hidden wisdom, the secret mystery that's described in verse 7, because if they'd known it, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus of Nazareth. They are going to face Jesus of Nazareth, and he warned them on his trial when they swore him to tell the truth by the God of Moses and from the law of Moses, and he said, you bet on the Son of God. But I'll add something else to it. You're going to see me coming in power and great glory on this nation. And they did. Because he came in 40 years and destroyed his enemies. Verse 9. It is written in God's word. A general citation from the book of Isaiah that I hasn't seen. I don't care if you use telescopes or microscopes. Ear hasn't heard. I don't care what teachers you gather around you. The wisest and smartest philosophers on earth in that time were on Mars Hill, the Areopagus in Athens, Greece, and they had never heard it. Neither has it entered into the imagination of the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. No man, there is no religion that has ever imagined a scene like we see depicted in the Scriptures. That the mighty Jehovah would adopt us as his sons by the death of his only begotten son in order to give us an eternal inheritance of himself and all that he possesses in heaven and in earth. Unbelievable story. It's the gospel. It's the good news. It's the glad tidings. It's why we are here. We want to worship our father, our Abba father, and we want to encourage one another to be the best children of God possible. Right. Before he comes for us, and he is coming soon. He is sending our older brother to split these skies open, and with his mighty angels in flaming fire, to take vengeance on all his enemies and our enemies, and burn up this earth with fervent heat, and melt all the elements in it, and receive us unto himself, resurrecting all of our dead brothers that have been buried in cemeteries before us, and putting us together in the family of God for eternity in heaven. Amen. This is the gospel. Let us rejoice today in what he has shown us. Verse 10, though your eye hasn't seen it, your ear can't discover it, and the heart of man can't even imagine it, the things that God has prepared for us, God's revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. And adoption is one of those deep things that it is hard for us to comprehend. It's hard to speak it. It's hard to hear it in its fullness. But we're going to do the best we can and trust the Lord to make the difference. And he explains what he means in verse 10 by saying in verse 11 that the only person or being in this room that understands you is your spirit. Only your spirit fully understands and grasps your fears, your hopes, your dreams, your discouragements, your troubles, your weakness, only your spirit. And there's only one being that can understand the deep things of God, the spirit of God. 
But he's given us that Spirit of God. He gave it to his apostles in mighty force so that they could write the Scriptures for us. And he's given it to us that we might know our Abba Father and love these Scriptures and believe them. That's why verses 10 and 11 are there. And the apostle goes on to say, Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world that we pick up in some university, we have received the Spirit of the living God that we might know the things, yea, the deep things of God, and we have written them down, and we compare spiritual things with spiritual. And though the natural man doesn't receive these things, the spiritual man does receive them and does understand them, though no one knows who he is. That's verse 15. He that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. No man is able to figure out the children of God on this planet. And verse 16 tells us, who hath known the mind of the Lord? You know, the mind of your, the mind of your most intelligent teacher can be plumbed in about five minutes. The mind of God can never be plumbed. No one has ever been able to instruct him about a thing. And it says we have the mind of Christ. I share with you why we're here. What a blessed opportunity to be in a house of worship that God ordained for our society together as his children, where he will come and visit with us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit of God. He has given us a written revelation on which we can rest our hope for time and eternity. And in case that wasn't enough, he swore with an oath that you would have a strong consolation if you have fled to the Lord Jesus Christ for your future. We are the children of God, brethren, by adoption, and we're here to consider that theme this day. It is a revelation of hidden wisdom. It is a revelation of a mystery that no one outside knows. We are blessed abundantly, not only to be adopted, but to know of it. Every child that's adopted in the world at some point in time comes to learn that they're adopted. And there's that moment of truth where they realize that they had one set of parents that didn't care about them. And all the social do-gooders would say, well, maybe they gave them up for adoption because they were good parents. Well, hello, think through that a little while. And they could they can love and appreciate, you mean... You just came and got me and took me out of an orphanage because you just wanted me and you wanted to show me goodness. There's that moment of truth. And brethren, how do we make today that moment of truth again? You say, I've made it the moment of truth a long time ago. Let's make it the moment of truth again. What What would a good earthly father who had adopted a child and seen him up to maturity and shown him the will that the last will and testament included everything in his estate, would he desire a little bit of thankfulness on the part of that adopted child? Does the Bible tell us what our Father desires? The sacrifice of praise, giving thanks with our lips to his name. Let's make it the moment of truth today that we own our Abba Father for what he's done for us and we rejoice in what he's told us about it. In Jesus' name. We thank Thee, Lord. Let us pray. Abba, Father, blessed God, Jehovah, there is none in heaven or on earth like unto Thee. 
and we could measure thee by any of thy glorious traits or nature. And there is none that can compare. There is none like the God of Jeshurun. But Father, it is thy love. What manner of love you have bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And we have assembled in this simple place, in this plain place despised by the world that adores their cathedrals and coliseums. We have come into this little place to thank Thee and to bless Thee, to praise Thee and to exalt Thee, to extol Thee and to honor Thee for all that Thou hast done through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we know, O Lord, that You did it not because of any good in us, for there was none. It was not because we chose Thee ourselves, for we chose the devil and this world instead. It was according to the good pleasure of Your own will that You chose us and chose to adopt us, and predestinated us to that adoption and the eternal inheritance that is a result of it. O Father, we bless Thee. We thank Thee. We thank Thee for the hidden wisdom. We thank Thee for the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven that are revealed to us by Your Spirit in the pages of Scripture and in our hearts by that same Spirit that we might know Thee and that we might know that we are the children of God. We thank Thee and praise Thee. O Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us for anything that has dented, dulled, diverted our fellowship with Thee, and grant that this day that fellowship might be fully restored and that our fellowship might be with Thee and with Thy Son, Jesus Christ, in an apostolic way of sincerity and truth. Our Father, open the pages of Scripture to us and open our hearts to those pages that we might see and behold, that we might believe and grasp firmly and never let go the glorious truth of Your adoption of us as children. We thank Thee and praise Thee. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ who willingly laid down His life for His brothers. He saw his seed. And Heavenly Father, He saw us and He laid down His life for us. Bless us to see Him this day. Give us a moment of truth that we would realize the parents we had by nature, the devil himself, that we chose that Father willingly and that we followed His course and His way of living. But You have adopted us, regenerated us, and given us a new nature causing us to be born again by the power of Your Spirit, that we might love the things of heaven. And, O Lord, help us to that end this day. We thank You for the nation that You have put this secret society in, and we pray that You would preserve this nation for the sake of this society and the others within it, that they might continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty as Your children. And Heavenly Father, we pray for your societies and those scattered children throughout the world that you will preserve them as well by your means. We thank thee for every good thing. You have piled blessings upon us, blessings upon blessings. We have them naturally. We have them spiritually. We thank and praise thee. Oh, Holy Father, that spirit the Spirit of the living God, Thy own Spirit, 
We pray that He will reveal to us this day the deep things of God. And that this scripture that He has written will become so real to us. And our adoption will be so real that we will leave this place. And every decision point in our lives, we will make a choice of a Son of God. And let us display our sonship to the world around us. Though they will not recognize it, let us show the character and nature of our Father in heaven. We submit this assembly and our souls unto thee and all the assemblies of saints throughout the earth that call upon thee in sincerity and in truth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our older brother who laid down his life to redeem us that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, we gladly give him that place of preeminence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.